You're listening to He That Is Righteous Is Favored of God, part of the 1830 Podcast Network. It is the 1990 Independence Edition of the Book of Mormon, followed by commentary. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the podcaster and don't necessarily reflect the beliefs of the Church of Christ. Chapter 2 And now I, Nephi, do not give the genealogy of my fathers in this part of my record. Neither at any time shall I give it after upon these plates which I am writing. For it is given in the record which has been kept by my father. Wherefore I do not write it in this work. For it sufficeth me to say that we are a descendant of Joseph. And it mattereth not to me that I am particular to give a full account of all the things of my father for they cannot be written upon these plates. For I desire the room that I may write of the things of God. For the fullness of mine intent is that I may persuade men to come unto the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and be saved. Wherefore the things which are pleasing unto the world I do not write, but the things which are pleasing unto God, and unto them which are not of the world, Wherefore I shall give commandment unto my seed, that they shall not occupy these plates with things which are not of worth unto the children of men. And now I would that ye might know, that after my father Lehi had made an end of prophesying concerning his seed, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto him again, saying, that it was not meet for him, Lehi, that he should take his family into the wilderness alone, but that his sons should take daughters to wife that they might raise up seed unto the Lord in the land of promise. And it came to pass that the Lord commanded him that I, Nephi, and my brethren should again return unto the land of Jerusalem and bring down Ishmael and his family into the wilderness. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, did again with my brethren go forth into the wilderness to go up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass that we went up unto the house of Ishmael, And we did gain favor in the sight of Ishmael, and so much that we did speak unto him the words of the Lord. And it came to pass that the Lord did soften the heart of Ishmael, and also his household, in so much that they took their journey with us down into the wilderness to the tent of our father. And it came to pass that as we journeyed in the wilderness, behold, Laman and Lemuel, and two of the daughters of Ishmael, and two sons of Ishmael, and their families, did rebel against us, yea, against I, Nephi, and Sam, and their father Ishmael, and his wife, and his three other daughters. And it came to pass, in the which rebellion they were desirous to return unto the land of Jerusalem. And now I, Nephi, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, therefore I spake unto them, saying, Yea, even unto Laman and unto Lemuel, Behold, thou art my elder brethren, And how is it that ye are so hard in your hearts, and so blind in your minds, that ye have need that I, your younger brother, should speak unto you, yea, and set an example for you? How is it that ye have not hearkened unto the word of the Lord? How is it that ye have forgotten that ye have seen an angel of the Lord? Yea, and how is it that ye have forgotten how great things the Lord hath done for us in delivering us out of the hands of Laban, and also that we should obtain the record? Yea, and how is it that ye have forgotten that the Lord is able to do all things according to his will for the children of men, if it so be that they exercise faith in him, wherefore let us be faithful in him? 
And if it so be that we are faithful in him, we shall obtain the land of promise, and ye shall know at some future period that the word of the Lord shall be fulfilled concerning the destruction of Jerusalem. For all things which the Lord hath spoken concerning the destruction of Jerusalem must be fulfilled. For behold, the Spirit of the Lord ceaseth soon to strive with them. For behold, they have rejected the prophets, and Jeremiah have they cast into prison. And they have sought to take away the life of my father, and so much that they have driven him out of the land. Now behold, I say unto you, that if ye will return unto Jerusalem, ye shall also perish with them. And now, if ye have choice, go up to the land, and remember the words which I speak unto you, that if ye go, ye will also perish. For thus the Spirit of the Lord constraineth me that I should speak. And it came to pass that when I, Nephi, had spoken these words unto my brethren, they were angry with me. And it came to pass that they did lay their hands upon me. For behold, they were exceeding wroth, and they did bind me with cords, for they sought to take away my life, that they might leave me in the wilderness to be devoured by wild beasts. But it came to pass that I prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord, according to my faith which is in me, wilt thou deliver me from the hands of my brethren? Yea, even give me strength, that I may burst these bands with which I am bound. And it came to pass that when I had said these words, behold, the bands were loosed from off my hands and feet, and I stood before my brethren, and I spake unto them again. And it came to pass that they were angry with me again, and sought to lay hands upon me. But behold, one of the daughters of Ishmael, yea, and also her mother, and one of the sons of Ishmael, did plead with my brethren, insomuch that they did soften their hearts, and they did cease striving to take away my life. And it came to pass that they were sorrowful because of their wickedness, insomuch that they did bow down before me, and did plead with me that I would forgive them of the thing that they had done against me. And it came to pass that I did frankly forgive them all that they had done, and I did exhort them that they would pray unto the Lord their God for forgiveness. And it came to pass that they did so. And after that they had done praying unto the Lord, we did again travel on our journey toward the tent of our father. And it came to pass that we did come down unto the tent of our father. And after that I and my brethren and all the house of Ishmael had come down unto the tent of my father, they did give thanks unto the Lord their God. And they did offer sacrifice and offer burnt offerings unto him. And it came to pass that we had gathered together all manner of seeds of every kind, both of grain of every kind, and also of the seeds of fruits of every kind. And it came to pass that while my father tarried in the wilderness, he spake unto us, saying, Behold, I have dreamed a dream, or in other words, I have seen a vision. And behold, because of the thing which I have seen, I have reason to rejoice in the Lord because of Nephi and also of Sam, for I have reason to suppose that they and also many of their seed will be saved. But behold, Laman and Lemuel, I fear exceedingly because of you, for behold, methought I saw in my dream a dark and dreary wilderness. And it came to pass that I saw a man, and he was dressed in a white robe, and he came and stood before me. And it came to pass that he spake unto me, and bade me follow him. And it came to pass that as I followed him, and after that I had followed him, I beheld myself that I was in a dark and dreary waste. And after that I had traveled for the space of many hours in darkness, I began to pray unto the Lord, that he would have mercy on me according to the multitude of his tender mercies. And it came to pass that after I had prayed unto the Lord, I beheld a large and spacious field. And it came to pass that I beheld a tree, whose fruit was desirable to make one happy. 
And it came to pass that I did go forth and partake of the fruit thereof, and I beheld that it was most sweet above all that I ever had before tasted. Yea, and I beheld that the fruit thereof was white, to exceed all the whiteness that I had ever seen. And as I partook of the fruit thereof, it filled my soul with exceeding great joy. Wherefore I began to be desirous that my family should partake of it also, for I knew that it was desirable above all other fruit. And as I cast my eyes round about that perhaps I might discover my family also, I beheld a river of water, and it ran along, and it was near the tree of which I was partaking the fruit. And I looked to behold from whence it came, and I saw the head thereof a little way off. And at the head thereof I beheld your mother Sariah, and Sam, and Nephi, and they stood as if they knew not whither they should go. And it came to pass that I beckoned unto them, and I also did say unto them with a loud voice, that they should come unto me and partake of the fruit, which was desirable above all other fruit. And it came to pass that they did come unto me, and partake of the fruit also. And it came to pass that I was desirous that Laman and Lemuel should come and partake of the fruit also. Wherefore I cast mine eyes towards the head of the river, that perhaps I might see them. And it came to pass that I saw them, but they would not come unto me, and partake of the fruit. And I beheld a rod of iron, and it extended along the bank of the river, and led to the tree by which I stood. And I also beheld a straight and narrow path, which came along by the rod of iron, even to the tree by which I stood. And it also led by the head of the fountain unto a large and spacious field, as if it had been a world. And I saw numberless concourses of people, many of whom were pressing forward, that they might obtain the path which led unto the tree by which I stood. And it came to pass that they did come forth and commenced in the path which led to the tree. And it came to pass that there arose a mist of darkness, yea, even an exceeding great mist of darkness, and so much that they which had commenced in the path did lose their way, that they wandered off and were lost. And it came to pass that I beheld others pressing forward, and they came forth and caught hold of the end of the rod of iron. And they did press forward through the mists of darkness, clinging to the rod of iron, even until they did come forth and partake of the fruit of the tree. And after that they had partaken of the fruit of the tree, they did cast their eyes about as if they were ashamed. And I also cast my eyes round about, and beheld on the other side of the river of water a great and spacious building. And it stood, as it were, in the air, high above the earth. And it was filled with people, both old and young, both male and female. And their manner of dress was exceeding fine, and they were in the attitude of mocking, and pointing their fingers towards those which had come at, and were partaking of the fruit. And after that they had tasted of the fruit, they were ashamed because of those that were scoffing at them, and they fell away into forbidden paths, and were lost. And now I, Nephi, do not speak all the words of my father. But to be short in writing, behold, he saw other multitudes pressing forward, and they came and caught hold of the end of the rod of iron, and they did press their way forward, continually holding fast to the rod of iron, until they came forth and fell down and partook of the fruit of the tree. And he also saw other multitudes feeling their way towards that great and spacious building. And it came to pass that many were drowned in the depths of the fountain. And many were lost from his view, wandering in strange roads. And great was the multitude that did enter into that strange building. 
And after that they did enter into that building, they did point the finger of scorn at me and those that were partaking of the fruit also, but we heeded them not. These are the words of my father, for as many as heeded them had fallen away. And Laman and Lemuel partook not of the fruit, saith my father. And it came to pass that after my father had spoken all the words of his dream or vision, which were many, he said unto us, Because of these things which he saw in a vision, he exceedingly feared for Laman and Lemuel. Yea, he feared lest they should be cast off from the presence of the Lord. And he did exhort them then with all the feeling of a tender parent that they would hearken to his words, in that perhaps the Lord would be merciful to them and not cast them off. Yea, my father did preach unto them. And after that he had preached unto them and also prophesied unto them of many things, he bade them to keep the commandments of the Lord and he did cease speaking unto them. And all these things did my father see and hear and speak as he dwelt in a tent in the valley of Lemuel, and also a great many more things which cannot be written upon these plates. And now as I have spoken concerning these plates, behold, they are not the plates upon which I make a full account of the history of my people. For the plates upon which I make a full account of my people I have given the name of Nephi, Wherefore they are called the plates of Nephi, after mine own name, and these plates also are called the plates of Nephi. Nevertheless, I have received a commandment of the Lord that I should make these plates for the special purpose, that there should be an account engraven of the ministry of my people. Upon the other plates should be engraven an account of the reign of the kings, and the wars and contentions of my people. Wherefore these plates are for the more part of the ministry, and the other plates are for the more part of the reign of the kings, and the wars, and contentions of my people. Wherefore the Lord hath commanded me to make these plates for a wise purpose in him, which purpose I know not. But the Lord knoweth all things from the beginning. Wherefore he prepareth a way to accomplish all his works among the children of men, for behold he hath all power unto the fulfilling of all his words. And thus it is. Amen. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for bearing with me. I know I made a lot of mistakes in that first one, but hopefully it was still uh, worthwhile. Right off the bat, I'd like to say it says in verse 163 of chapter 1, 
that they had, uh, and also many prophecies which have been spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah. So I know they had some of the prophecies of Jeremiah. I kind of assumed they did. I figured they did. I didn't know why I believed that they did. And it's because it says that they did in verse 163. So uh, there's a little bit of a, a cover our mistakes from the last podcast. And we're going to move on to chapter two. All right, comments on chapter two. Uh, first off, uh, verse two. For it sufficeth me to say that we are a descendant of Joseph. And you would even say, if you want to make a note on that verse, you could even say Manasseh. Um, and the reference is Alma 8.3. Alma 8.3, it says that they are, uh, it gives a lineage and it says uh, of Manasseh. The other note I have is in verse 5. Wherefore, the things which are pleasing unto the world, I do not write, but the things which are pleasing unto God and unto those who are not of the world. So as I read that, I'm thinking, okay, the Book of Mormon, the, most of the world is not going to like this book. It says right there, you know, we are up against uh, stiff competition and stiff-necked people and and. It's not going to be what they, what they, what is pleasing to them, but it's only what is pleasing to God. So it's a verse that I look at that and I think, well, yeah, that's, that's worth underlining and, and remembering that this book is not for everybody, I guess, and they're not going to like it. It's not for them. It's for, it's to be pleasing unto God. Next comment I have is on the next page. Um, it says that they uh, cast Jeremiah into prison in verse 22. And the reference for that is probably in your Book of Mormon anyways. Um, Jeremiah 37, 15. So I, I don't know. I just kind of circled that one also. And it came to uh, verse 34 on page 19. And it came to pass that I did frankly forgive them all that they had done. I just like that one section. You know, when we're told to forgive, we, we forgive frankly all that they had done. Nephi was such a good man. It's hard for me to do that. He was just tied up and and, and they were going to kill him. And he frankly forgave them all that they had done. And that is a hard thing to do. And I, and I highlight that part and, and I hope to, uh, I hope to have that uh, in me someday that because forgiveness is, is difficult and this reference that it's what we have to do. And he was able to do it. Nephi was. So I like that verse. The next biggest section of this is Lehi's vision. And it's all, it's a great, it's a great reading. I know on page 20, all of page 20 and 21, and it wraps up on verse 85 on verse 22 that's that's all great stuff i'm not going to go into that much because we're going to hear the actual interpretation from god of what that vision was so we can mark it as lehi's vision and and say yeah that's worth noting i'm not going to comment on it because we're just going to let nephi comment on it in verse or in chapter three another verse i really liked was verse 88 and he did exhort them then with all the feeling of a tender parent. That that weighs on me. That if I knew 
and had a, a, a glimpse into the future of knowing, you know, some of my kids, th- that's a tough verse. And I feel for, for Lehi that really, uh, I, I can understand that with the, the, all the feeling of a tender parent that he exhorted them. And so the comparison then is God calling out to us, you know, like a tender parent. And so uh, I think that, that if we can make that parallel and draw that um, parallel between Lehi knowing that some of his kids aren't going to uh, grab a hold of that rod of iron and he's seen a vision that they're going to, you know, turn away, you know, God knows this too. And, and he's going to reach out to us. And that's how he reaches out to all of us like a tender parent. We've got to um, understand that he loves us so much. He loves us that much. And I think that's written here and, and God understands those, that part of our relationship. And that's how our relationship is defined. He's our, our father. The last bit of chapter two that I'd like to read is verses 93 through 99. And now, as I have spoken concerning these plates, behold, they are not the plates upon which I make a full account of the history of my people. For the plates upon which I make a full account of my people, I have given the name of Nephi. Wherefore, they are called the plates of Nephi after mine own name. And these plates are also are called the plates of Nephi. Nevertheless, I have received a commandment of the Lord that I should make these plates for the special purpose that there should be an account engraven of the ministry of my people. Upon the other plates should be engraven an account of the reign of the kings and the wars and contentions of my people. Wherefore, these plates are for the more part of the ministry, and the other plates are for the more part of the reign of the kings and the wars and contentions of my people. Wherefore, the Lord hath commanded me to make these plates for a wise purpose in him, which purpose I know not. You know, highlight verse 99. We've been given this uh, comparison of two different sets of plates. One is a larger set of plates of Nephi, and one is a smaller set of plates of Nephi. I'm going to turn to the Words of Mormon on page 204. Page 204, it's just this one little tiny, you know, section. And we're going to see, it's, it's amazing what this is. Okay, and now, uh, verse 4, And now I speak somewhat concerning that which I have written. For after I had made an abridgment from the plates of Nephi down to the reign of this King Benjamin, of whom Amalekai spake. So he's talking about that large plates of Nephi, the big, the big one of all the kings and, and, you know, all the, was it, kings and wars and that one. The large plates of Nephi, he made an abridgment of that. And then in verse 5, I searched among the records which had been delivered into my hands, and I found these plates, which contained this small account of the prophets from Jacob down to the reign of this King Benjamin, and also many of the words of Nephi. And so what he's holding is this small plates. And it's like he, he was searching around, and oh, this is good. He just kind of stumbled across this. And the things which, uh, verse 6, and the things which are upon these plates pleasing me because of the prophecies of the coming of Christ and my father's knowing that many of them have been fulfilled. Yea, and, all, and I also know that as many things as have been prophesied concerning us down to this day have been fulfilled. 
And as many as go beyond this day must surely come to pass. That's all these things that are on this smaller set of plates. Verse 8, Wherefore I chose these things to finish my record upon them, which remainder of my record I shall take from the plates of Nephi, and I cannot write the hundredth part of the things of my people. So he's decided, and, and I'm trying to explain this real quick. He took the, uh, he abridged the big plates all, all from, from the beginning up until King Benjamin here. And then he decided to stop abridging those plates and he focused more and he contained with it the smaller plates of Nephi. And so this, in chapter two, we've get a description of these two different sets of plates and so that's why I like this group of verses. You have the large plates and the small plates. The small plates have the important stuff, you know, that that are uh, where they are called. What did it say? Nevertheless, I have received a commandment of the Lord that I should make these plates for the special purpose that there should be an an account engraven of the ministry of my people. And so, this is just this is amazing. Right, now let's turn to chapter five. Chapter 5 of First Book of Nephi, page 2, uh, I don't know what page it is yet, verses 223. Okay, so we're at page uh, 64. Okay. And after I had made these plates by way of commandment, I, Nephi, received a commandment that the ministry and the prophecies, the more plain and precious parts of them, should be written upon these plates, and that the things which were written should be kept for the instruction of my people, who should possess the land, and also for other wise purposes, which purposes are known unto the Lord. So he was instructed to make a section or a separate account of the of the prophecies in plain and precious parts that should be written upon these plates. So two different references, and then at the, he ends it by saying that only God knows why I'm, I'm doing this. He doesn't understand it, why I should be doing this. Well, I'm going to read um, from the Outline History, page 26. There's two paragraphs here from the Outline History of the Church of Christ. This is on page 26. Furthermore, the history of the progress of the translation of the book is also very interesting. On April 15, 1828, Joseph began the translation and Martin Harris was his scribe. They completed 116 pages of manuscript by June 1828, when Mr. Harris requested the privilege of showing it to six of his friends, among them his wife, who was opposed to his helping Joseph either financially or as scribe. Joseph had been warned not to let any part of the work go out of his hands until it was completed, but because of the strained situation that was developing in the Harris household, he finally yielded to Martin Harris's importunities. The result of this was just what the enemies of the work wanted. They now had in their hands that which they considered would enable them to thwart Joseph in his work, and later did try to publish it in a periodical called the Palmyra Reflector, and called Dogberry Papers of Winter Hill. As the result of this disobedience on the part of Joseph Smith, in letting some of the work go out of his hands, he lost it and he was severely rebuked, and the plates and the Urim and Thummim were taken away from him, and he was left to his human responsibility. However, he was so distressed over his error that through fasting and prayer, these things were restored to him about September 1828, according to Lucy Smith's history, Joseph Smith the prophet and his progenitors. There was 116 pages 
of the Book of Mormon that were translated that were this, um, I mean, nobody knows for sure, but it seems like uh, Mormon had written an abridgment of the large plates of Nephi, and then he added to that the small plates of Nephi, and Joseph Smith translated this abridgment part of the large plates of Nephi up into King Benjamin, and that was the section that was lost. And now we have, you know, two um, histories, two two copies of that uh, of uh, contained in these plates of that same section of history, and we lost the one, and we have the other one still, which contains all of the same history. You know, God had a divine. You know, He knew this was going to happen, and so Nephi and Moroni and or Mormon, they they were told to do this, but they didn't know why, but it was a wise purpose in him. Verse 99, wherefore the Lord hath commanded me to make these plates for a wise purpose in him, which purpose I know not because God knew we were going to need those. I just, it's amazing that that works out like this. The last verse I'm going to read, you'll see Alma 17. I know this is a second, second chapter, first book of Nephi study. We're going to go Alma 17, verse 31. And now, my son Helaman, I command you that ye take the records which have been entrusted with me. And I also, also command you that ye keep a record of this people according as I have done upon the plates of Nephi and keep all these things sacred which I have kept, even as I have kept them. For it is for a wise purpose that they are kept. And page, turn the page, turn to uh, verse... Uh, 42, and it may suffice if I only say they are preserved for a wise purpose, which purpose is known unto God, for he doth counsel and wisdom over all his works, and his paths are straight, and his course is one eternal round. And now remember, my son, that God has entrusted, I jumped to verse 45, and now remember, my son, that God has entrusted you with these things which are sacred, which he has kept sacred, and also which he will keep and preserve for a wise purpose in him that he may show forth his power unto future generations. Now, some of that wise purpose is very literally the the all of the Book of Mormon. But I look at this section, and I look at what Words of Mormon says, and I see that he had two versions of the same set of history, and he decided to to grab this uh, smaller plates of Nephi. It's very interesting that it's there. Who knows why? Who knows it, what the direct meaning of that verse is? I happen to believe that God knew 116 pages were going to be lost. And so we have two versions. Mormon wrote out two copies of, he abridged the large one, and he had the small plates of Nephi, just as it said in chapter 2. And it's miraculous, and it's wonderful that uh, God's plan cannot be thwarted. And that's the the lesson there of chapter 2 that I really like.